the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, May the 25th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On May 25th, 2020, George Floyd was killed when a Minneapolis police officer pressed his knee on Floyd's neck. Floyd's death was captured on video by a bystander. It would lead to worldwide protests. Most of them turned violent. Today in 1787, the Constitutional Convention began at the Pennsylvania State House. We know it as Independence Hall in Philadelphia. It's an inter- there's an interesting part to this. Let me just mention it in passing. Associated Press puts out a thing every week, and some others do too, but Associated Press is generally the, the, the content that radio stations and some t- television stations use, but many, many radio stations do. And they just read off of the um, Associated Press what they put out. What Associated Press said about this particular item, this today in 1787, the Constitutional Convention began at Pennsylvania State House, Independence Hall. It did. Uh, That's true in Philadelphia. But they go on to say that they were finally able to get a quorum. And that's all they say. The story behind that, that is very misleading because... It sounds like our founding fathers didn't really want to do this Constitution thing. They didn't really want to get together and go through this. And that's not the case at all. It was bad weather. They were traveling, of course, not by with an electric car, but they were traveling on horse. And some of them had some difficulties getting there. And they didn't arrive on the day, on the day they had planned to, which was yesterday. They arrived there. Uh, today, and that gave them the quorum they needed. That's how misleading the news is, just little things, and it's just a barrage. It never stops. In fact, I'm going to talk a little bit about more about that today. But anyway, they did arrive, and they did want to do this, and they did want to create a constitution for the United States, and it is the finest piece of legislation probably in the history of the world. Today in 1961, President John F. Kennedy told Congress, quote, I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to Earth. Today in 1968, the Gateway Arch in St. Louis was dedicated by Vice President Hubert Humphrey. Today in 1977, the first Star Wars film was released by 20th Century Fox. Today in 2008, NASA's Phoenix Mars lander it arrived on the red planet and uh, began searching for evidence of water. They say if there's water there, there has been or could be life. Well, the spacecraft sent back the message confirming the presence of water ice right at its very landing site. Today in 2011, a judge in Salt Lake City sentenced street preacher Brian David Mitchell to life in prison for kidnapping and raping Elizabeth Smart, who was 14 at the time in her abduction of her abduction in 2002. Again, 
in this sentence from Associated Press, they use the term street preacher. What comes to mind when someone says, in, in America, not somewhere else, but here in America, when someone says, well, that person is a street preacher, what comes to mind? You think of a person out on the street preaching, probably preaching a Christian message or a pseudo-Christian message, probably preaching about the end of time. There are actually people who are called in their hearts. They feel God has called them to do that. I've known some of them. I do know some of them. And they're out on the street and they preach the gospel. And I know they're ridiculed often, but they're preaching the gospel from the word of God. And that's what they feel the Lord would have them to do. But Associated Press purposely chooses to identify Brian David Mitchell. He didn't preach the Bible. He wasn't preaching the word of God. He wasn't preaching anything. He was advocating. But they ha- they chose to use the descriptive word street preacher. Again, we'll talk a little bit more about some of that kind of thing a little later. Boy, when you think you've seen it all in the public education system, you haven't. I haven't. A former marketing professor at Michigan State University has been sued for forcing hundreds like many hundreds of her students, to each donate $99 to a radical left-wing organization that she belongs to. In fact, she controls it. This MSU students, uh, Nathan Barbieri and uh, Nolan uh, Radomski, I think is how you pronounce their name, uh, they have filed a, a, a lawsuit against this professor, Amy Wisner, surnames in the U.S. Uh, District Court of Western District of, of, of Michigan. The students also named the interim provo and the uh, executive vice president for academic affairs and um, the interim dean of, of students and so on. They've got all the right people included in this lawsuit. But they say using her authority under university policies to select course materials, Defendant Wisner compelled each of her 600 students, that was in just one class, 600 students, $99 each for membership fee in this outside organization. The organization is called the the Rebellion Community. And uh, Wisner controls that. And uh, she's apparently on the board or chairman of the board or whatever. And she used the membership fees This in this particular case of this one 600-student class, 99 bucks a piece, $100 a piece. Uh, she used that money to um, the, <laughs> the, the membership fees to finance her own political ad- advocacy and to support external groups, particularly Planned Parenthood. That <laughs> These groups engage in political speech that is antithetical to the plaintiff, to these two kids that filed the suit. Apparently they're Christians because they reached out to a Christian um, legal organization, Alliance Defending Freedom. So anyway, they're saying, no, I mean, she can't do this. Well, of course she can't do this. But how much of that is going on that we don't hear about? Probably more than we'd like to know. But according to the plaint, Weiser set up an online fundraiser last August aimed at paying for a trip across the United States to help organize left-wing activism at the local level. During the fall of 2022 semester, Weisner required students of her marketing 250 class to pay $99 each for a subscription to her website, The Rebellion Community, which would fund her activism 
um, efforts. So these two kids, students, they, they, they were enrolled in the market class. They probably didn't know what they were getting into, but it, maybe it was a, a required class. I don't know. But anyway, they both needed to take the course to complete their respective college degrees, whatever that was. So the students took issue with the requirements, and, and Wisner uh, sh- took issue with them, of course. And so they are now have filed a suit. They're being represented by Alliance Defending Freedom, which is a great organization. I think these kids will win this one hands down. But you just have to sometimes step back and take pause of the stuff that's going on in the name of education. No wonder the education system in America is in free fall. I mean, it is just disgusting. And I'm a big advocate of education. We need to be educated. The Bible is very clear. It says God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And I that's understand that's talking about the knowledge of, of God's teaching and God's truth. But it's knowledge and we must educate our, our children and educate ourselves to know what's going on in our world. And we do so and I try to contribute to that as much as we possibly can on this program. That's what this is about to educate ourselves in the ways of the Lord and God's God's point of view, a biblical worldview. So that's why we do what we do. And this world is just in a chaotic condition, but it doesn't need to be. There are answers to the problems that we face in this culture today. I was reading uh, in the book of John this morning earlier, and I read some verses that brought back some memories to me of times when I've preached on these verses and these subjects as a pastor. But I I was reading John 16, 13. It's not one that's quoted a lot, but the the Bible says, Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he shall show you things to come. There's a, there's, if, if we, if we, identify ourselves with and embrace God's word we can look at the world whether it's whether it's a weird out of control teacher in Michigan or whether it's something across the street in our own community or whether it's a world a global situation or the push for globalism we can look at all of that stuff through a biblical lens if we educate ourselves in the things of God and we look at that and it gives perspective and it gives peace in a troubled world. We can walk around in the midst of, of just swirling, uh, out of control kinds of things that are happening. And yet we can walk in peace. John seventeen seventeen says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Paul wrote to the Romans in chapter 8, verse 15, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That's the lifestyle of the biblical Christian. And it is wonderful. It's abundant. It's above and beyond anything we could think or ask. I tell you, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even want to think about living life in this world any other time, but in this world as we know it today, and not being a Christian, it would be the most hopeless, depressing. I mean, you'd get up every day and wonder, you know, man, 
you know, is life worth living? And so many decide it is not today. Suicides have spiked. And it's because of all of the distress and the darkness and the intrigue and the deception and the ignorance and the demonic spirit of Satan warring against people, their minds, their hearts, their understandings. That's the world we live in, and it would be so dire, except that there is a path that is lighted by God's word, that we walk, and life becomes abundant. People may think we're a little, you know, off track sometimes, but we have found peace in Jesus Christ. We have found hope in Jesus Christ. We have found hope, eternal hope through God's plan of salvation for us by accepting his son, Jesus Christ, as our personal Savior, believing that he is who he said he was and that he died on a cross, that he rose from the dead, and he did so because he alone can forgive us of our sins if we simply acknowledge and believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. That's, that's the hope. That's the eternal hope. Others live without that hope. They are hopeless. That's why it's important that we share the gospel, the truth, with anyone and everyone with whom we have opportunity to do so. I want to thank you for your support of this ministry. I wouldn't be here without you. And um, thank you for standing with us. So many of you are so, you've been with us a long time now, since some of you since we began. Others have come along as we've gone on new stations and some of the stations we started out on, and you've stood with us, and I thank you for that. That That is so meaningful to me personally and to all of us involved in this ministry, so thank you. Um, we It's a month-to-month budget, and we meet our budget. When you stand with us, if we get a little behind, I tell you, and we get caught up. But thank you so much. We need your support. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 988. 988- 009 box 399 Bellevue 98009 I noticed a story yesterday it was in a Christian uh, website it's one I <clears throat> I look at quite often American Family Association it was in their news website it's about a global security expert who says the American public knows it's divided over politics and culture but he was warning from a Christian perspective He was warning that the far left is manipulated by the media to keep the hate brewing. I looked at that and I thought I had misread it because the far left is generally in alliance with the media. But this guy was making a point beyond that. He was saying, he is saying, that the culture is divided and the far left is being manipulated by the media to keep the the hate brewing. That's true. The left believes they are above being deceived. They are elitist for the most part, the left. I mean, if you find a left-wing person sold out, they're elitist. If you listen to them five minutes, you get you can understand that. But the left believes they're above being deceived and manipulated, and they're trying to manipulate the right. So by trying to manipulate the right, they manipulate the left to stir them up so that the left is always aggressive, toward the right. 
How many times have you heard someone yelling at you in your face or someone that that believes as you do about the sanctity of life? Yelling, you know, abortion is my right, keep your hands off my body, and blah, blah, blah. They honestly believe that, that we conservatives, and particularly Christians, want to put our hands on their body by stopping them from getting abortions. The reason they believe that is because they have been fed that line from the media. Does the media not want abortion? Oh, no, they want abortion. But they also want to stir up the left so that the left will be attacking the right and they can be reporting on it and they can advance their own agenda. And the media has an agenda. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about today. Political ideologies in America are at war with one another. This Ben Varlis is uh, was talking to American family He's a military veteran. He's a global security expert. He blames the news media for stirring up that hate. I agree with him. That happens, he says, because the left-wing media delivers a one-sided view in which right-wingers are blamed for everything wrong that happens. And that's true. And it's not necessarily blatant, although some of it is. But some of it is very nuanced, like I pointed out even a few moments ago in the things that happened in history today. It's nuanced. They tell you that the founding fathers didn't even show up for the conventional convention to create the Constitution. And it leaves you thinking, wow, I mean, I thought they were really interested in this. They really were. But you're not told that part. You're just told they didn't show up. But they finally did, and they started their constitutional process. Stinging observation is categorically denied by the left when they put it out there. They put out that we want to take up, put our hands on their body and not let them have abortions and so on. Same with, we, we won't allow people to marry whom they love and all of this. The denial is part of the complicity that spurs the radicalization, including domestic terrorism, this guy says, and he's an expert. He said everything they told us to stop saying about Islamic extremists, he said, is what they are now doing in their political opposition. That's true. The security expert says one example is how how violent the left has become over the transgender issue. He said, look at the verbiage used. The trans community is under attack. He said, we hear that all the time, and we do. He talks about that tragic shooting in the Nashville school. The guy, transgender, killed um, three adults and three children, had the agenda of killing many more people. Fortunately, the police acted quickly and effectively and took him out. But um, the local authorities are still refusing to allow the public to know the content of that killer's personal manifesto. We have a right to know what's in that, in the manifesto. They won't produce it. I promise you, had it been even a street preacher like this rapist, who wasn't a street preacher, they would have had the manifesto out within hours. Everybody who wanted to see it could have seen it and and could have seen what had been written in it. So that's the issue that we have. It's, It's nuanced and it's kind of layered and complicated. But when you clear away the smoke and turn on the light, it's pretty basic. 
the media stand, the media is not reporting news. I mean, there's probably some people in media, and and, and don't tell me I'm wrong. I, a lot of things I don't know. I'm sure, but boy, one thing I know is media. I've been around them my whole life. Yes, I've been a pastor and so on, but for 12 years I sat in a CBS newsroom, and my set for my daily TV show. All the cameras had to do was turn around, turn around, literally, and point my direction other than the news. I've heard the back room, and I I want to be careful because there's people listening to this program that know people that I knew in the media and in the uh, network affiliate world and all that. But, man, I want to tell you, I've heard the conversations about, well, how should we, how should we, uh, you know, uh, create this story and how, what should we say? What should we not say? What should we drop from this? We don't want to give the, I mean, this goes on, this goes on all the time. And that was a while ago. I did a TV show every day for 12 years, every weekday morning. So I've heard all this stuff and I know I've never been a news person, but I've, I, I mean, I've been there in the, right in the context doing what I was doing. And I was talking about Jesus and, inspirational stories and things like that and interviewing people of note including one of the men that John F. Kennedy was talking about who went to the moon and so on but I get this and I think most of the public today I mean we're we're getting on to this we're, we're realizing the news isn't really about news it's about shaping the mind of America it's about shaping the mind of the people of America I want to talk to you for a moment about how the media manipulates the public and I there, there's several things I, I wrote down here and I want to give credit to a guy that that did a lot of work on this his name is Sylvain Timson he's a French guy you probably never heard of him before I don't agree with him on everything just let me say that right up front if you know who he is he has some ideas that I don't agree with but he he does feel very strongly and he did and he's he's kind of worked out these things that that is consistent with the media in today's world and he wrote it a while back, but it's probably more true now than, it, than when he wrote this. But there's ten th- There's more things. But I want to give you ten things to keep in mind as you watch the news and watch the media. Uh, for, the first thing is distraction. So make a note of that, distraction. The strategy of distraction, we're talking about the news media, the so-called quote-unquote news. Okay. The strategy of distraction consists of deviating the public's attention from important issues. How many times do are we led away from the real story? Or it's not told at all, but if they have to cover it, and sometimes they can't get out of it, but they cover stories they don't want to cover, but they lead you to a different conclusion than just truth would lead you to. One way they do this is by flooding the news with stories on trivial issues. The objective is to distract the people and keep their minds occupied. The result is that people stop questioning why the media isn't like talking about a certain issue, whatever it is. And eventually, the news keeps pouring in like water out of a fire truck hose, and the people finally forget the issues. Not all. We don't. You don't. But most do. Number two is what I call problem-reaction-solution. The method is the equivalent of like doing a poll in politics. That is, it consists of testing the population by spreading rumors or ideas in order to evaluate how the population would receive them. So they put out a test balloon, so to speak. And you understand that, and we all get that. But it's creating a problem that they can later solve. 
then the public sees the manipulators, the news, as solving the problem. It's a problem often that they helped or did create by stirring up anger and animus between two different groups. And in this case, it would be the conservatives and the, the leftists. That goes on every, every day in the news. Number three is gradualism or incrementalism. Gradualism or incrementalism manipulates people by getting them to accept unjust decisions. The key is to do it progressively, inch by inch, as they say, slowly over the course of years. Number four is differing. It's what I call it, and Timset calls it that as well. Another strategy in media manipulating is that of presenting unpopular decisions as necessary for a better future, for our own good. They make the public believe that their sacrifices will make things significantly better later. Well, there's some truth in that. I mean, all of us need to look ahead, and sometimes we do extra work. We we take on a burden. We put up with something because we know it's going to lead to something better. I mean, something good. We invest now, and you reap. You sow now. You reap in, in the future. So there is a that is a there is a truthful principle there. But citizens, they use that to keep you sacrificing for a better day. The progressives, so-called, the leftists, and that is the media today, and and they just keep going, and finally that becomes the norm, and then the public stops demanding what they were demanding in the first place because they've been led for a period of time into this idea of normalizing, not having the rights, not having the access or whatever it is that they had when they started bringing up the issue. And that's done all the time in the media. Number five is treating the people like children. The more the media wants to manipulate the public, the more they will talk to the public like your children. They will tell you it's going to rain, so put on your raincoat. They will tell you that don't turn on your faucet because we're in the lawn, we're running out of water. On and on it goes. I mean, there's no end to it. And sometimes you think, how did I live before these people got on my TV screen? The goal is to make people docile. The idea is to keep people from thinking critically, like adults. Number six is appealing to emotions. The media knows, they know that emotions are strong. They appeal to the public's emotion. They try to keep people from thinking critically. They try to control their thoughts. Fear is a powerful, powerful expression and and experience. Number seven, they keep the public ignorant and mediocre. They keep tamping down the expectations by the way they pr- promote and and deliver the news. They parse words. They leave you, They don't, without saying something, they leave you with a thought that you think is the truth. I mean, if you're not thinking critically. Number eight is encouraging people to contribute to mediocre, mediocrity. Are television movies a reflection of the culture or are they an image of the culture the leftist media want to create? That's a question that's being asked by many. Self-blame is number nine. At the same time the media is encouraging our ignorance, they are also making us believe that we're the only ones responsible for the misfortunes. They don't pass out much blame and they never take blame themselves. 
In order to exert control over someone, you need to know them, and they have a lot of access to who we are and all of our personal uh, aspects of our life. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.